When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, I'm Penn. And I'm Kim. And you have stumbled upon the Holderness Family Podcast. Thank you for stumbling upon us. We hope that you're okay and not injured. <laughs> I try something new every time. I give that one a... Ooh, C minus. Tough crowd, yeah. Tough crowd. We need a comedian to kind of grade me on my shtick. And the good news is we have a comedian with us today. I'm so, so excited for this guy. Yeah, this is one of our favorites. I met him personally uh, in a parking lot trying to help him break into the trunk of his car about a year and a half ago when we shot something called Target Dads. His name is Charlie Barons. Anytime we mention him or we have him anywhere adjacent to our content, the Midwest explodes with excitement. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, but uh, you may know him. Just a quick uh, quick intro that I totally uh, ripped off of Wikipedia. He's an American journalist. He's a comedian comedian and creator of the Manitowoc Minute. He's been featured on Fox, CBS, Funny or Die, TBS Digital, Variety, MTV. Actually, his first job was at MTV when he was in the show called Choose or Lose. He also, and this is interesting, we have a similar background. He did, he covered Wisconsin state politics, like Kim and I, who used to work in news, actually got arrested while covering protests at the 2008 Republican National Convention. Cannot wait to ask him about that. Uh, he won a regional Emmy as a reporter for KDF-TV. Uh, CBS Sports hired him, just like me, to do uh, like a, a sports game show, You're So Money. Uh, he was the host of a comedy entertainment news brand at Hollywood for PMC. Been featured, as I said, on Funny or Die. He has these comedic mashups, including still one of my favorites, uh, If Jack Dawson Was Really From Wisconsin, which uh, garnered millions and millions of views. Most importantly, he's just a really good guy. And he has written a new book called The Midwest Survival Guide, which is going to be available for pre-order now, which is very exciting. And Charlie Barons, who's joining us now... I, this is the part that blows my mind. You were one of 12 children. Yes. I know that you're very accomplished. You're very accomplished and you have a lot of, you know, a, a very deep resume, but you're one of 12 kids. Wow. Yeah. I, I, first of all, 
That is a very long intro. And <laughs> well, you, so... need, you need to edit your Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally unnecessary. Thank you for saying all those things that I forgot I wrote about myself on Wikipedia. <laughs> also, your opening joke is great. It was fantastic. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to jump in at that point, but I, the stumbled upon thing, and I hope you're okay. I mean, I, I give got to give you props for that. I mean, yeah, as, so. as far as dad jokes go, I mean, Penn's pretty good. He's pretty he's, good. He's got some skill in that area. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I'm one in 12 kids. So that is, uh, it's Andy, Charlie, Billy, Betts, Maggie, Adam, Mary, Kid, John, and Winnow, Bridget, Ellie. What, so, yeah. so, Those okay, were the so, names. That was okay. amazing. Yeah, so say it again. And where do you fall again? So say it again. So uh, Andy, Charlie, I'm two. Okay. Two of 12, one of six if you simplify the fraction. Andy, Charlie, Billy, Betsy, Maggie, Addie, Mary, Kate, John, and Winnow, Bridget, Ellie. Okay, and, and so what it, What are the, I'm fascinated by all things birth order. We only have the two, and the, the two, that that was, wow. So um, what's the age range from oldest to youngest? So age range, my older brother is, uh, now you're going to get me in trouble. Okay. Here, uh, so older brother, no, older brother, 35, I believe. Youngest sister, 17, I believe. Bless your parents. Now yeah. you are. I mean, comedy is is. I, we will talk about. I mean, you got your start in news, but comedy has been, you know, what's provided a lot of your, you know, recent success. How is being twelve? I mean, imagine there's a lot of material being the second of twelve children, right? Oh yeah, no, I definitely uh, owe my family at least half of my stand-up tour in any given deal, you know. So. There's like, uh, that's what you're asking. Like, do yes. they provide me material? Yeah. I mean, I've got uh, a lot of bits on that, you know, and if the bits continue to keep re- like my brother at, at one point um, uh, loaded his shotgun and put it back in the car and I pulled the shotgun out and shot the minivan. So there is like <laughs> a 15 minute bit, you know, and in the stand up world, that's a pretty, uh, that was a pretty cool mistake he made there, you know, from and lucky later. that it was a minivan and not a person oh, as a yeah, mom. Yeah, no. And oh, all those I should say this, all those jokes and all the gun safety tips and everything like that is all boiled into my stand up. bit. So I should probably do that now uh, if I really want people to not play with guns. But no, my dad's a big gun safety guy. He was super upset about this whole thing. He comes out. <laughs> You know, and I tried to blame it on Andy, but I was literally holding a smoking gun, so that wasn't going to work. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, no, it's when things like that happen, when those mistakes sort of happen or those weird uh, things that probably frustrate the heck out of you, uh, that those are the things that I like to do, make comedy about, and a lot of comedians like to make comedy about. So uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the, when people ask us how we get our content, the answer that we always give is we look at what's going on in our lives and we either turn it to a skit or we turn it into a song. It's just it, yeah. there, there's not a lot of of anything going on in our lives that we create out of nowhere. It's something that's actually it's gone on. And I think that the the most important thing to do when you try to create something like that is to find specifics and to use imagery. And I really think you have a gift for that. Oh, thank you. That that's really, uh, that's really kind of you to say. I do think, uh, one of the you know if anybody out there is listening is into comedy uh you kind of go through 
your life if you're trying to build a stand-up bit or or i guess do these videos in general you can just start by listing like five facts about yourself and then um and then just sort of say okay like that's a setup and in the news world it'd be like the lead sentence you know the thing that gets everybody on board and then you know just add kind of a punchline to it and then if you keep doing that about topics uh it's kind of the same writing process so um but that's a huge compliment uh coming from you pen because i think the both of you really do that uh very well in your stuff too so you're you're kind to say that um because i i don't i love comedy and i i i am recently trying to study it more because i don't know why what we do people think is funny i don't understand why people think it's funny but i know that there is a science and an art to it and sometimes by accident we like back into it and get it right and sometimes we fail miserably yeah, so that's always the fun yeah so talk to us i mean stand up i think would be the scariest thing i have no desire ever to do a stand-up comedy at all because i think it sounds so terrifying so talk to us about are you you're back on tour now yeah well we've the official tour doesn't start until fall but i've been doing shows over the summer so um yeah it's back on tour and then stand up is it is it scary is that sort of well i want to know like and so how do well a how do you get over that fear if you had it at all but yeah exactly like how are you how do you how do you come up with your with your comedy like your brand of comedy yeah, I, I mean, so for stand-up, it is very much so pulling, um, pulling those. So I work off of recognition in the same way you do it with parenting or with, you know, Costco or like the, mm-hmm. the pickle, you know, video or whatever. It's like people recognize that as a thing. And then um, you just kind of then say, what's my take on this thing that everybody knows? How how can I like turn something on its head? And with stand-up, it's, it's a kind of a terrifying thing at first because when a video doesn't work you can't or or when a bit doesn't work you can't just delete it or take it down or like you kind of have to eat it on stage a little bit in front of everybody um but i think that at the same time that also provides this like weird energy mentally that allows you to if you are so dead with a bit like you have to like dig your way out your mind kind of gets put into this fight or flight uh, place What's that? Fight or flight. It's that, I mean, it's that fight, adrenaline. Fight yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you need to, and somehow I found my best bits just scrounging for anything in the moment. Digging so, yourself and, out of that hole. Yeah, and I think that's why stand-up is um, not, is kind of like addicting a little bit and is, is fun. And it also, yeah, it's terrifying, but, you know, it's not really, no nothing bad, that bad's going to happen to you, you know? I, because we've both had videos. I mean, it just happens. If you make enough videos, you're going to have one that totally flops and nobody will Quite a watch. Few. We've had many. Yeah. We've had many. Um, yeah. But when you, I didn't think about that. And if you're in, if you're on stage with a microphone, you're failing just face first in front of a crowd of people. That must be exhilarating. Exhilarating. I'll use that word. <laughs> That's a kind word. Yeah. And you want to start failing you know, at open mics. So, cause that's uh, like, I don't think bo- a joke bombing isn't the bad thing. It's not knowing how to deal with a joke that bombs is, is sort of the bad. So you want to start very small. It's like local news. Like you're not going right into uh Dallas or whatever for your first news job. You're, you're, you know, you're screwing up in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. So, you know, yeah. well, I'm glad you brought up 
local news, you and Kim and I all have that in common. How much comedy, if we really wanted to oh bear God. all, we could be, we could write a local news show. I think I think we could write a, a comedy like a Netflix series, and it would have seventy two episodes off minimum. Of lo- like especially the small market local news. My God, you guys! Uh, that, so funny you mentioned that. At one point, I had like this show uh, written. I wrote with a, a friend of mine. Uh, Zuri Hall, um, who's a, she's a host over on Access Hollywood now. Yeah. We were mm-hmm. co-hosts in uh, uh, in Dallas, and she came up with this idea of like co-anchor uh, confidential. You know, it's kind of like that, just the inner workings of the newsroom. We pitch it, one of those things where you pitch it, go somewhere, doesn't go somewhere, that kind of thing. But so I definitely had that idea. Uh, but I've never done anything with it. There's definitely so much in local news, and there are a few local news shows out. I feel like Tina Fey. Like, now that I said that, like I think Tina Fey had a local news show. She, I should probably watch. She, she did, but it was like Miami. It wasn't small enough. Yeah. So that's. I, yeah. I actually have. I have an idea for a series. I'm going to say it out loud. And I've everybody told, just say NDA, so you can't steal the idea. I, it's, just say it right now. NDA. It, was, <laughs> it might be the stupidest <laughs> idea ever. And I came up with this like ten years ago, and every one I've told it to has been like uh, it's in a Midwestern form. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's no. kind of been that's been their answer. But here it is. You ready, Charlie? I want you to I want yeah. you to like yes and this or no, but I don't really care. You can say whatever you want to. Okay. Um, okay. It's it's kind of topical now if you think about it. An alien <laughs> has landed. Yeah, no. And has shown like it's you know you know that pyramid we're all looking at we're freaking out about it lands in. Let's just say I'm going to say Grand Junction, Colorado, because that was the first place I worked and it's the smallest market ever. And it it lands and it puts a huge bubble where it lands, where no one can get in or get out like it, it, a perimeter around itself so it could be safe. So the only people who can cover the greatest story in the history of human civilization of aliens landing and how they interact with us are the crappy local news channels of this like small market station. I actually and, think it's really funny. And from the outside, like LA wants to get like every Matt Lauer wants to watch. That's sorry. Ooh, bad. Yeah, uh, no, let's try again. Uh, Savannah Guthrie okay. wants to get in. <laughs> she can't get in. No one can get in. So these, these TV station people who really haven't learned how to do their job have to cover the greatest story in human history. That is a fantastic count. I mean, first of all, I was sold uh, when Kim said, yeah, no, I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Wait, which is no, yeah, good, and yeah, well, no. Well, we have is... a game at the end. We have a game at the end. We're going to play, and he's going to explain some things to us. Oh, good. Okay. okay. So, okay. but hang on. Maybe this happens in the Midwest. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Instead of Grand Junction. It, like, it happens in, well, what's a good small market in the Midwest? Uh, Rhinelander. I mean, okay. you you could you could uh, or Wausau or something like that, but you could really. I think that's fantastic because it's it kind of in a world where we're so connected now, all of a sudden disconnected. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think those kinds of movies are like uh, I think they're like island type movies, yeah. you know, stuck on an island or something like this. And then you have that added element of just media in general, and you can have a whole commentary on it. Um, on what it means to be local news and what it means to like really dive down and, and investigate something and not just regurgitate what like the bigger parent company tells you to do. 
And then on top of that, you have the comedy of just there being an alien. This is a comedy. Yeah. And yes, it's obviously a comedy. I attribute the fact that we can turn content so quickly and just fail fast. If if we're going to fail, we make it, we do it really quickly. I attribute a lot of it to our work in local news. Is that, I mean, yeah. So talk to us about your experience in local news and how it's helped even just what you do with content and comedy. 100%. And, And I local news is a very i don't know tough is not the right word maybe but it's a grind some days and that idea of failing fast and needing to turn around something on a day you you when i first started uh working with mtv actually with their choose or lose thing that's where i started to become a shooter editor um uh writer all those things and that ability to turn on a daily basis is really i didn't know it but it was teaching me to do this job, you know, and just sort of training me for the media of the future where you have to put out so much content on so many different platforms and, you know, shoot and edit it and having those skills and that, like even just framing those simple things, Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that those are kind of like ingrained into my mind just from those like local news days and the MTV days is uh, invaluable. So all that said, it's a huge grind and it wasn't really my thing. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on in local news. Oh it's gosh. good training, but I, I, I wouldn't train there or go back to that. I, don't I just remember local news was where we all got there. And I'm guilty of this, too, where really all you had, there's no class. There's no journalism class, really, that prepares you for the fact that you're going to be on live television. And you come with all of these kind of things that you've seen other people do or say, and then you're, then you're saying it and it just doesn't work. Like it, they were bracing for the worst, but hoping for the best, like all of these catchphrases that they just happen when you're in like small town, local, even big, like big time local news. And then you kind of hover above yourself and you're like, what am I saying? Yeah. You become a cliche. Um, yeah, th- there is that. I, see, I have sort of like a weird mental thing with the local news. I don't like how like sort of uh, perhaps like small uh, some people there think about it, you know, and I don't like parent companies like dictating what smaller stations do. Mm-hmm. But some of the best investigative reporting still goes down at local news stations absolutely it's usually not what leads and there's so little money in that part of local news anymore that it's incredibly frustrating as like i think you know someone who enjoys like journalism and thinks that's important and it'd be nice if local news pushed that more but they are competing with uh tiktok they're competing with all these other things so it's kind of like if it bleeds it leads kind of world and it just it, it continues to just uh, water down the product, I think, across the. Yeah. Country. And so did you for me? And I, I don't know. We I didn't really. Ha- I loved writing. I loved the invest. I mean, I was hoping to become an investigative journalist, investigatory journalism. No matter how many people you leave blues, bruised and bloodied along the way. It's from Zoolander. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. Like I got into it and I was like, oh, wait, They're, they want me to turn this major story in four hours and that's yeah. just never going to work. Um, where did you 
did you want to become a journalist or did you want to perform? What was your reason for getting into local news? You know, I think I I wanted to perform. I was uh, playing music in uh, high school and college, and but I didn't really have the confidence that I could do that. And I mm-hmm. think journalism to a degree was it was two things. One, I think it was kind of a shadow career of what I really wanted to do, you know, um, but it allowed me to talk to other musicians and interview other musicians and all that sort of stuff. So that was the initial entry point, I think, in. But then I did get really into, you know, the environment specifically and just kind of not uh, it, it was a lot of uh the way politicians interact with the environment and was so plain that some were, um, you know, using uh, essentially bribing. I Mm -hmm. mean, just to kind of, you know, and looking at how the structure. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Sure of the, the, our political system is set up with lobbyists and everything. The fact that more people didn't know about that and care about that um, and that we all suffer because of it uh, just made me want to do the actual art of the of journalism, I guess, if mm-hmm. anything. So, can, I, can I take a second and just, uh, just say... Most people don't know Charlie. (laughs) Most people who see Charlie on Facebook, see a guy with a crazy flappy hat and, and 
camouflage doing something very funny and using a, an accent that he definitely is, a, is an amalgamation of many many years of spending time in the midwest and he tells jokes and he's funny but there is like i am loving hearing this this side of you this charlie's of, deep he's an environmental crusader and i like it does i know him so it doesn't surprise me one bit and i'm glad you're talking about it so i just want to jump in and say that Oh, thanks. You're 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 very kind. Um, I would, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say crusader. you're a crusader. You're no, a crusader. I said it. You're a crusader. Yeah, Congratulations. I, put it well, in Wikipedia. <laughs> I <laughs> put that on Wikipedia. No, but on on that issue, I mean, I just I think that there's a lot that people are, you know, we're kind of slowly cooking ourselves here, and that you know. I'm yeah. not saying it uh, for any weird reason other than we're all going to have to deal with this, you know. It, it, it's it's amazing that it's not more urgent in a lot of people. I think about it all the time just because we have kids and I'm thinking grandkids and yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's yeah, becoming it's, urgent in North Carolina because the, our coastline is disappearing. <laughs> and, and, and that's where the wealthy are. And it's uh, I, I mean, it, it is uh, we're not there. But yes, we're trying. No, but I'm like, I want to like full, full transparency. We've worked hard. I like want to buy a, a beach house. And but it, it's fall. It's like falling into the ocean. Yeah, right they're now. like, well, there used yeah. to be a road there, but now it's a lot. And I'm like, why? The, what, what happened to the road? They're like, oh, the ocean took it. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, so, not good. Yeah. Not good. And, and Alaska, too, we were I, I was doing a thing up there, you know, and uh, they were saying, oh, you better hike the glacier now. It's probably going to be gone uh, in the next few years. Or whatever. <sighs> so and and all that said is I flew to Alaska, you know, so, I mean, I got a, a part in all of this, too. Oh, but, correct. you know, it's trying to figure out uh, how we as a society are going to deal with it. So. Um, how did you make the transition from, you know, this you know, journalism career, or you're working for other people, you're making content for other people to then uploading videos to YouTube. And when, when did the, when did the light switch go off for you that like, Oh wait, this is, I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah. I, so I was doing news in Texas at KVAF. And then I went out to LA to do like, um, it was like entertainment news. It was red carpet reporting. I, I wasn't really good at it. I had bad facial recognition, you know, so uh, I had about enough red carpets where I was like, hey, hey, how are you? What's your thoughts on this project? You know, And, and it, it took me like three. You're like, hey, that's George Clooney, out. sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my leading question. I also didn't really care that much. So but I was doing it for a gig. And uh, but I was losing my mind, I think, a little bit. And so I was then producing, I think, for a different job. But I started doing stand up at night and and really at one point I said, I'm going to do a video a week uh, every single week. And uh, until something hits, because I can't keep doing what I'm currently doing and I'm kind of going a little nuts here. So I did that. And maybe it wasn't every week. Maybe I missed a week, but I was also doing stand up. The stand up bit that hit the most was the sort of man to man character. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that hit on stage, it rescued every bit. Like I would bomb and I would use that bit to sort of res rescue myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I just made a video about it. And as soon as that video took off, I, I was like, oh, OK, I can do another, you know, and then I was like, oh, now another video took off. I, I can do this full time. I, you know, I, I really felt at that point I could and I was luckily right. So It's a weird way to pay the mortgage, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How do you explain it to yeah. your family? Our parents still don't get it. They offer to send us money. They don't they don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. 
I did. I I absolutely love that. Uh, I would say I would say once a month, maybe twice. It's yeah. I mean, can you make a living doing that or no? Uh, you know, are you are you living with your folks or are you? I mean, do you have a, a apartment? Uh, you know, a camper somewhere? You know, if you need a room, I got a couch. So you know. That's at least once once a month. Um, so now that we, we've heard Charlie in your um, in your Midwest glory, there you've written a book, mm-hmm. The Midwest Survival Guide. Yes. that's available for pre order now. Can you talk to us about this and what what went in, what's it about, and then what went into writing it? Yeah, so the Midwest Survival Guide is basically everything you need to know if you are going to the Midwest, <laughs> and or <clears throat> if you already live there. There's everything in there to laugh at yourself about. And it's a mix of those kinds of things, like how to's and tall tales and whatever. And then mixed in are a bunch of like, and my favorite part of the book are like personal stories about me growing up uh, and just being a Midwest guy. And also a Midwest guy who, you know, left the Midwest for a little bit and kind of making jokes about other parts of the country. But it's sort of your, your Midwest 101 and uh, it's very fun. It changes around a lot. It's sort of magazine style. Um, and I I think that it's going to be a, a great thing. I, I enjoyed writing it. And it was also very difficult to write. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, writing books, know. man, right? I'm interested in um, the cover. I've, oh, yeah. And, and I like the cover. It's like a bubble picture of your face. But it's like nine other things with your face, like a pocket knife. There's all it just it, it, it grabbed my attention. And I'll tell you right now, that is important. Having it, having a cover that grabs grabs attention. Well, I, I've got to um, basically just say that when it comes to all of that, uh, I have someone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vanessa uh, Montano, she she did the cover. And um, also, uh, it, I just am awful at that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so, they, so good and all the credit. And also, um, you know, William Morrow and and, and Harper Collins and everything that the, those whole teams over there are just fantastic. And that yeah. that takes a great publisher and everything. For me, it was always like, uh, who? Uh, what are we going to do with the visuals? I don't really care. Like, in fact, I got done writing the books and they were like, cool, where are the visuals? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you, know, you didn't so, tell me about visuals. Well, they did. I just didn't read any of the contracts. Oh, so. okay. So you, you were supposed to have visuals. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, and, and it, you know, anyway, so that it, it, when they say it takes, a, you know, a village, it sounds cliche, but so much of this book, was, I could not have done. So it, it's going to be really good because I, I was not uh, the only person doing it. Um, Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have time to talk right now. I, I don't want to um, give away too much of the book, but can you give us an example of a tip or something we'll learn from reading this book from somebody from people in the South? What will people in the South learn about the Midwest? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked that, uh, Kim, and I'm going to do it in, uh, it you know, Charlie, the other Charlie books. So first of all, have you ever been ice fishing or no? No. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, no. Okay, so yeah, no, now, and I'll just pause right there. In the Midwest, uh, yeah, no, that's no. Okay, no, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, that's absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Not definitely, though, it's absolutely. So anyway, my tip is this. If you're going ice fishing, and I know you will, okay, and you promised you, you get up here, okay, and we will have you out at the cabin, both of you. Okay, so when we go ice fishing, 
you're going to drive uh, out on the ice most likely. Okay, uh, in a and I got this nice truck with like an ice fishing hole drilled on the bottom of that. Now, if you're driving ever on ice, you got to remember windows down and no seatbelt. Okay. Because oh. if it cracks, you don't want to be plugged in. You want to have easy access out. You want to be able to James Bond it. And that is your Midwest tip. Oh, uh, keep her moving. Keep her moving. Whoa. That is very, that's like some life-saving Midwest. Yeah. I was I was expecting just some like, you know, casserole hot dish stuff. But that's like, that's actual survival. Also, oh, that James Bond. Yeah. That makes oh, me, that actually explains a lot because I when we first started this podcast, I did say that I met Charlie seeing him try to pry his way into his own trunk of of, of his car. <laughs> um, we, like we were shooting this this husband uh, husbands of Target video, and I'd never met him before, and he's like, "I'm not going to do your voice." <laughs> I was about to do your voice. He's like, "Hey, uh, anybody got something to pry open a trunk?" <laughs> It's not bad. Not and bad. Uh, and we started by trying to, we did. Actually, like the first thing I did was I took a, a screwdriver and I just destroyed your back seat because we thought maybe we could get access there. Yeah. How'd yeah. that work? Well, we didn't get access. <laughs> the back seat is still ruined. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I gave that car to my aunt. Actually. Oh, thank God. So she, she was asking about it. I was like, I don't know. I asked Penn. So you might be getting a call. Oh. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we eventually did not get in, and we called AAA, and I did not have AAA, so it was a very expensive day. It was <gasps> an ex- more expensive shoot for me than uh, than the rest. Oh, jeez, oh, my sister's calling. Oh, uh, which one? Declined. Um, okay, we have some a few questions. questions. We have for questions. You. We have prepared questions. A Midwest lightning round of questions. Okay. We should have some music, some Midwest music. What would are we thinking? Polka or like what's good music for the background of this? For Polka's nice. Okay. Yeah, polka's real nice, but you know we can go with uh, with a lot of diff- honestly whatever you want. It, okay. It's all up to you. Okay. I I could not make a suggestion that wouldn't be nice. Either, so. Um, <laughs> Midwest nice. Okay. Do you drink soda or pop? You know, uh, that's a very political question, if I'm being honest with you. And, uh, you know, I I appreciate people on both ends of the spectrum. Okay, I I think there are good ideas on both sides. There's so, you know, I'm just going to tell you soda pop. Soda pop. Oh, you said both. Okay, because you don't want to tick off the other side. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I'm trying to sell books here, you guys, and you're asking me very heated uh, political (laughs) questions. Very polarizing. Here's another one. A brat or a burger? Uh, definitely brats. You got to go brats. Yeah, they're fantastic. You know, and if you put sauerkraut on them, delicious. Okay. Mustard too. Hot dish. Relish. Hot dish or casserole? Yeah. And again, you know, with the polarizing <laughs> question here, I thought, um, okay, so, you know, I, I've eaten both. Okay. I want to let you know, but if I'm going, if I'm going with the hometown deal, it's casserole here. If you go up to Minnesota, they start calling it a hot dish. And unfortunately, Minnesota, I don't know much about casseroles or football teams winning Super Bowls, but that's a different story. Okay. So what he just did there, for those who don't know it, that was a dig at the Vikings oh, from a Packers fan. I'm just I'm just translating for you, Charlie. Go ahead. Okay. I, for, I forget that uh, that your audience may not be where my audience is. No, it's okay. I'm going to help. I'm going to help. Okay. Here I am using different voices and the whole thing, and I'm interrupting him. No, you're not. This no, you're perfect. doing great. You're, you're doing, doing great. great. You're, you're nailing this. No, yeah, or yeah, no. 
Uh, it, well, it depends on the question, who's asking what, you know, because uh, I'm going to go, yeah, no, if, uh, I'm n- if I'm a no goal, you know, I'm a yeah, no. Now, if I'm a goal, well, then I'm a no, yeah, yeah. And if I'm really a goal, I'm, as I said before, I'm a, I'm a yeah, no, definitely. Oh, wait, no. No, uh, yeah. No, no, no yeah. I'm confused. No, yeah, definitely, and, or yeah, no, definitely. No. Uh, okay, Piggly, Wiggly, or Pick and Save? Uh, well, geez. Uh, so, hmm. Piggly Wiggly. Shop the pig. Uh, do they have pick, pick and safes down there? I'm a Piggly Wiggly person. No, Sorry, and we. Lightning round. Yeah, well. And bring yeah, the thunder. No, bring the thunder. They here. have Piggly Wiggly down south. They, they don't have used pick and to. I don't, I'm not They still seeing, have them in smaller towns. And uh, the, in Florida, they even had a Hoggly Woggly. So. Really? Yeah. They had one Hoggly Woggly. Yeah. Anyway. I, it's like McDowell's. Um, <laughs> I'm a. I would say pick and save. I would say pick and save because that was the first grocery store I would bike to as a kid. Okay, now we're gonna see if these are southern terms about I'm about to give you, and see if you can right. translate these. And I can help with this. Okay, uh, if I said something's cattywampus, what does that mean? Like weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Kind of oh. gone, gone off the rails. Excellent. Um, like. Piddling. Piddling? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, Charlie said peeing. It's just like you're wasting time. Yeah. Like you're piddling around. Oh, piddling around? Kinda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What, what's a hoe cake? Uh, you know, I didn't think this was going to be that kind of a, a situation here, Tim. Okay. Uh, they, you know, I'm a Christian. Let me remind you. Okay. It better be a cake shaped like a garden utensil. It's a cornmeal so- pancake. It's like, it's a, like a little, it's like a, it's like an easy way to make cornbread, but you just make it in a, it's like a pancake form of cornbread. Also known as I spoon bread. You? Yeah. Well, no, a hoe cake is different that, than spoon bread. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But they're both cornbread. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Um, if if I parked in Goofy, what would that mean? Parked in Goofy. Mm-hmm. It's more. This is more Florida. Mm, I have no idea. That's a very fun phrase, though. Um, it means you parked really far away. So, like, goof the Goofy parking lot from in Disney, Disney World is r- the farthest away. So, if you're oh, like, I okay. am running late, I'm far away. I'm like, I'm I'm in Goofy right I'm now. Parked I'm, in goofy. I'm parked in Goofy, which I like means that phrase. you're like really far away. Um, what other southern questions yeah, should we ask? Uh, I mean, he knows y'all. That's probably the. Oh, uh, what does it mean when someone says "bless your heart"? <laughs> Oh, it, it that means like that's the your that is your southern condescending way of saying I think you are a dumb silly boy. <laughs> dumb silly boy. That is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> and it, it and we have heard it. So I, didn't, many I didn't realize how often like, it happened. I grew up time. here. Yeah, I, and we got back here, and it is rampant. <laughs> These days and in the you south, said, you've said it to people. No, it's been no. said to me. And so when oh. I say, like, yeah. I'll say it to Kim because we know what it means, and I'm we're like, in on the joke. But yeah, no, you uh, don't say. Bless your heart basically means f- you. Um, <laughs> it does. Like I'm not, I'm not kidding, and and we'll, we'll bleep that out. But that's what it means. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. This nothing to do with the Midwest or the South, but Charlie, I have to ask, and you know, we're starting to ask these questions of most of our guests. But what would be your go-to karaoke song 
If you had if you had to pick a song, oh. your life depends on it. What's your karaoke song? So there's this one song by Ted Hawkins called I'm Sorry You're Sick. And uh, and I I sing it in the car all the time. Like I kind of do voice training with with some weird songs. And that song, I love that song. It, is never, it available in, in know, most karaoke is, bars? What is this? What I need to I, I need to hear some of it. I don't know. I don't. I've never I've never uh, gone to a karaoke bar with this one. I would say the karaoke chance. That's like my new karaoke. Uh, if I were to go to a karaoke bar, it'd be like uh, bad, bad uh, Leroy Brown. OK, Jim Croce, you know. OK. Um, OK, Charlie, you were the very best. We loved having you tell people where they can pre order your book. Oh, geez. Well, you can uh, go to my website, charliebarons.com or manswalkman.com or just any of my socials. You'll see it there. And thank you both for having me. This was uh, really cool. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Penn, I like your shorts. Those are very nice. We're getting, I'm I know so the sorry. Zoom, I know the and, Zoom angle right now. He's like, I'm sorry. And you're seeing a lot of legs. He's like got a lot of inner thigh. Legs. A lot of legs right now. A lot of, yeah. leg right a now. Lot of low angle outer thigh <laughs> with like and i've been these new shorts are like eight inch inseams they don't even make them any longer I, have you has that made it to the midwest like the, they're the, really short men shorts is like the style yeah they're kind of getting it we still have a few more inches on you though uh, out here for a while it's gonna take a little bit i think but they look <laughs> take your time nice. you've been you've been doing squats so i'm glad to uh, <laughs> see that you know <laughs> in my the lower part of my screen uh-huh. i'm so sorry i'm really glad no, no one else can see well, this I, I am jealous Penn has gotten to spend time with you out on these shoots and then now that we're all vaxxed and hopefully we can keep the population from continuing to get sick and we can travel and see you and go ice fishing and not die because I, I would love idea. to meet you in that person would be amazing if you ever decide to come up we'll shoot some videos it'll be fun and I also got to get down there so yes that would be awesome we Pretty would good. love to have you good luck with your tour good luck with your book we love you man we'll talk to you soon love you both back thank you for having me Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.